1: Find a
0: location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
1: Hello and welcome to Meet the Manager. It's our regular catch up with the best advice from some of the community's top FPL managers. Uh, yes, we will focus on those with a great rank history, but we're adding to that this season. We're including managers uh, with an interesting story to tell as well and about how FPL is impacting on their lives and also will impact on our lives by offering us some unique ad advice. Uh, my name is Joe, and today I'm joined by the manager who meets the managers. Not me, it's the other manager that meets the managers. It's Andy, aka Greyhead, who has created the Great and the Good League, um, where over the seasons we've been learning from some of the top managers in the game and somehow some bloke called joe is in that list as well um greyhead um is pretty good too and a uh, great and good too i should say with a finish of 85th in 2018-19 another in the top 10k in 2012 and is currently in the top 10k once more uh greyhead welcome how are you <laughs>
0: Very well, Joe, and uh, thank you very much. Although I think you've been a bit too kind on the introduction. I like to think of myself as mediocre and middling rather than oh, okay. great and
1: good. Got, but, well, um, you know. Now, I'm in your league, and so you've you've deemed me to be great and good. Yeah, i would never finished in the top 100, and you have. So <laughs> that's why I say that. It sounds uh, it's a bit odd. <laughs> but nevertheless, <laughs> nevertheless, what we're going to do is we're going to chat about the league, how it started, who's in it what you're learning from them and a bit about your own management as well. And then also as a snapshot um, of your thinking, we're going to look ahead to game week 13 and some of your plans there. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a a picture of the uh, great and the good league as it stands so far. Um, This is probably, I think this was going to be going out on Wednesday. We're recording this. So currently it's hot off the press, but by Wednesday it perhaps won't be. And this is the current league. And so... Yeah, tell us about The Great and The Good League, just how it started before we talk about the people in it. How did it all start?
0: Yeah, so I um, started doing it about four years ago now, I think it was. So, um, and the reason I did it was that um, I think it's fair to say I was, I was fairly casual or relaxed, whatever the right phrase is, uh, before then. Um, and uh, I think, but I, I, I was in a few kind of um, work mini leagues, as, as many of us are when we first start. Um, and I wasn't doing particularly well that year, so I um uh, I decided to do a bit more research, and that's when I discovered um, Scout and and things like that. Um, and I also came across um, uh, some of the um, articles by Top Marks, who I think you've had on the show mm-hmm. in the past, and he did some articles on the um, on the Hall of Fame. And I also came across Scoutcast for the first time, um, and. Um, well, I, when I was watching those sort of things and reading the articles, I could never quite work out why I was always slightly behind the, the scores that uh, that uh, that they were all getting. So, um, I thought. So, I started just kind of, you know, casually kind of um, checking scores, tracking the scores, seeing what kind of moves they were doing. Um, and then, um, and then over time, as it came towards the start of that that year, I thought, well, um, I might as well kind of have a go at writing an article. I felt creative for that day in particular. Um, and uh, yeah, and I've kind of tracked it uh, ever since, really. Um, and it's really, it's, it's like I say, it's a kind of, it's a combination of of managers who are obviously incredibly good, Hall of Fame types, but there's also what I would call FPL personalities and other things as well. So it's, it, I try and make it a good mix.
1: Okay, yeah. So there's a mixture of of styles there as well, and and that's what I get, and presumably other people get from this as well. Is that there's a sort of Maverick manager, there's the dullard manager, there's those that risk taking don't take risks. Um, um, so yeah, take us through some of the some of the people in it then. Who's who's in the great and the good league, and and um, I get what what are their sort of characteristics that they bring to this league?
0: Yeah, so um, I try and change it kind of every year, but um, as you said, I like to have a. A nice mix of uh, mix of styles, because I think that's what you really you really learn from. Um, I think it'd be kind of it may be a bit boring if you just kind of everyone had the same approach, really. So, I think within the league you've got um, you've got some kind of well-known people from uh, from the FBL community. So obviously people like yourself, Joe, um, and uh, and As and and Mark and an general. But then um, I've also got uh, what I'd classify as, as those individuals who maybe not so uh, present on things like FBL Twitter. So uh, Fabio, for example, Mm. um, and... uh... The star turn himself which is a magnus magnus carlson mm. so um and again that's quite interesting just to kind of get their perspectives but so, so, so for of those that all... don't
1: know who magnus carlson is he's, yep. he's quite good at something else apart from FK,
0: yeah he? he's, he's not bad at chess apparently mm. so he does that he does that as a as a, it's a hobby. he's <laughs> a hobby yeah, yeah 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 but um annoyingly he seems to be quite good at both things which mm. is uh which is more than as mere mortals can do but uh yeah no so he came from the um he uh he kind of obviously came to four. i think a couple of seasons ago when he very had a very high finish i think mean, finished 10th or something like yeah. that but um he so it's it, it's it's people like that really so it's a good mix of kind of personalities and people who kind of had good ranks really but I, I always try and get that that mix of mix of styles because it's um it just makes it a bit more interesting
1: and do you, am i right you have a sort of a feeder league into this so yeah. and so yeah, whoever's yeah. top of that can join this league
0: yeah i started it as a bit of fun um Last year really. Um because it because 'cause I've had I've started started to get people kind of inquire in mm. terms of how they get past the uh, the bouncers. And I get, get into I them, get that from me the, the manager. League. They
1: say, I'm great and good as well. Why aren't I in your league?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you meet so, me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um uh, so anyway, it is a bit of fun, but it's it's actually it's actually really nice because mm. um the chap who's uh come in uh, this year, Les Cordwell. Yeah. Um he he won it last year and he's doing quite well again uh, this yeah. time round but um and it's and, that, and that's quite good as well because i mean again almost like it's it's good to get people who i i'm a believer in terms that we shouldn't be so snobbish mm. from an FPL perspective i think yep. every manager has a mm. story to tell or has something that we can we can learn from and mm. actually having someone you know maybe nobody has ever heard of who's come into the um, coming to league and these um we are learning from from week to week so i think it's i think it's all good it's just made it a bit more inclusive as well so yeah, um, yeah. and it also gives me a chance of when people do say why can't i be in a quick rain a good i say win the mini league and i'll let you yeah. in. no problem at all definitely and and
1: yeah and les there is in i mean i'm in a sort of a, a mid-table group with les there so it's myself and and andy let's talk fpl andy uh, yeah, magnus yeah. Uh, yeah. mark southerns and uh, and les there and uh, fabio and uh, and yavuz as well do now yavuz is in the hall of fame is
0: that right yeah no he's he's a really no see mm-hmm. and that's another reason like to kind of pick people so he's got the good story behind him mm-hmm. is that um he's this year he's going to go for his eighth top 10k wow. in a row wow so you know i quite like yeah in a row so he'll be equaling um the uh the man the myth um uh ronka if ah. you like so he's he's looking to do that this year so again that's that's a nice kind of story to kind of bring mm. to the whole league as we as we as we track it through as well. So um, yeah, I mean, and whilst he's not um, doing uh, doing great at, at the moment, he will. I know he will come good. So it's actually going to be quite interesting to see how he kind of works his way back into um, into contention.
1: I mean, that's the interesting. Thing, looking at this league, so from Azu's top at the moment, just outside the top ten k, mm. um, down mm. to Yavis, um, is well inside the top three hundred k. At yeah. this stage of the season, yeah, um, I remember this stage of this last season and two or three seasons before. I think I was struggling to get out of the top two million, yeah, um, yeah, and um, it was it was it was pretty pretty dark days. Um, and I remember yeah. seeing this league before, thinking, oh, I must be bottom or something, and I wasn't. And lots of us were doing quite bad. I remember FPL General, who is very consistent, had a, mm. had a shocker that particular year as well, and so many others. So what, why? why do you think it this season so many of us in this league are doing i would i would say relatively well compared to other seasons
0: I, I think if you look at the start of the season um i think the majority of you had a very good start mm. who were in the you know, like I say in, in the fbr community because the um the template was um, was so strong at mm. the start of the season so um and the template worked so for the first yeah. part most of us got off to a to a reasonably, uh, a reasonably good start, um, and I think also, I think by nature, um, a lot of the, um, a lot of these managers tend to be kind of planners, and okay. I, I do think there's been less uncertainty as hmm. there has been in, in in previous. There still is a degree of uncertainty when it comes to things like rotation, but I I think it's it's easy to kind of plan, and as a result of which, I think everyone's rank within this more kind of prominent community yeah. does tend to be tend to be slightly higher so um but to, to be honest i mean i, I quite enjoyed it when i mm. know uh, it sounds gonna sound awful quite enjoyed it when yeah. people were struggling because actually that was quite quite good and mm. i think people quite enjoyed um themselves kind of having to come back from a much kind of yeah much further back as it were
1: yeah i remember that my my one of my favorite seasons has been when i when i got back into the top 100k after being you know nearly 4 million mm. and, and i see that as a bigger achievement. Than getting into the top 10k, if I had been in the top 50k for the whole season or something, because then yeah. you're just sort of treading water a bit. But um, yeah, Absolutely. yeah, it it is more interesting. It's more of a more of an exciting narrative as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. with the current great and good, one one of the things you do is you sort of track the sort of template of the yeah. players they're picking yeah. so um to timestamp this i mean these videos are designed really to look ahead to the next game week but also you know people can dip into them anytime this season next season you know seasons mm. to come just to get an idea of how you're thinking and indeed the uh, the great and the good are thinking as well mm. so going into game week 13 um mm. post game week 12 what what is what is the current great and the good template and what typical formation who they're captaining so what's the what's the state of the players they're picking
0: yeah i mean it's actually now shifted to um it's a very strong template so like i I think there's a strong template at the start and then we had a period Mm. of uh, of flux if you like but it's it's coming back to becoming very kind of strong template you're noticing um when i look at the 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 teams across the board there was some kind of like everyone's got them i mean obviously everyone's got salah everyone's got trent as it were Mm. But we're seeing people move back to this strong back line. So yeah. it's becoming everyone's got um everyone's got Cancello, everyone's got, like I say, Trent, mm-hmm. everyone's got um at least one of the um, the Chelsea defenders and, and obviously Levamento as well. Yeah. So it's it it's shifting to that very strong, strong back line, if you like. Um and then you've got Salah and some others. And that tends to be where they're making slight differentiation between themselves in mm-hmm. terms of who they are, who they are picking. Um and then the front line, at the moment, you've got um, uh, Antonio, uh, for example, mm. who's in there. And he's fairly consistent across the board, mm. as is Tony. Um, mm. And then just this week, um, we've seen Kane come into it for the first okay. time, um, I think, as a, as a result of the Conte effect, as it were.
1: So what we're looking at is this sort of four at the back with a sort of a livermento. It could be another defender, but, but this core of Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo and a, one yeah. of the Chelsea players. One yeah, of the Chelsea absolutely. defenders. So it could be another Chelsea defender. And then in, in the middle, we're looking at Salah Definite. And then it could be, I've got in my notes here, Rafina, Foden, yep. and Bomo, and, and Brownhill as well, who guesses the, the sort of 4.5 of choice. Yeah.
0: The um, enabler. Which is, I mean, that's why it's quite good to do the template, because you can yeah. see who the yeah. uh, the cheap outlier is, as it were, uh, along the way. So, but but what has been interesting here, Jerry, is the fact that, it's, yeah. that, that it really has shifted. So we've often talked about you know big at the back, big yeah. at the back happening, but this is the first time it's been so evident in wow. terms of formation. So normally you see that everyone kind of drift towards three, four, three, and that's the way it was at the start of this season. But it's I think uh, what is it eight of them this year, mm-hmm. um, eight of them this week had 4-3-3s three and even you had a yeah. couple of people with five at the back. Yeah. Right, so it's it's com- it's a complete shift okay. towards big at the back is actually reality
1: rather than just um and, uh, like it, it's them. something that um on the scout cast this week by the time this comes out it will have happened but we are going to be discussing um about formation hmm. and um, a lot of people see the big at the back um as at the expense of at the front but what you're saying is slightly different with the great and the good so it's not a case of four four two it's not a case of four five one it's it seems to be four three three and so mm. you mentioned Antonio, a lot of faith there. So thirteen of these managers have Antonio yep. and you've got Tony very well owned. And now Kane has crept in. So do you think I can only speak for myself, but do you mm. think that a lot of us in this league we're clinging on to a third striker? Because it's what we know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I think there is there is some of that, if you like. Um and I think also I have noticed that there's a lot of kind of placeholding in, in terms of mm. um, in terms of strikers. So uh, uh, there was a very common move a couple of weeks ago to to bring Vardy in, for yes. example. And then uh, it's been a very common move to then bring Kane in to replace uh, Vardy as well. So I think some of that is kind of like show, it's almost like preparing themselves and having that price point, if you like, to so make sure that when it mm. comes down to, to the further variations, they've got that kind of that marking spot to, to bring someone else in. Because... Well, a lot of this depends on what happens with um, with United and their interim interim yeah. interim manager, yeah. as it were. But Ronaldo, I mean, he may well be an option in a in a couple of weeks because their fixtures do look do look quite good as well. So, so,
1: so that that sort of um, formation, and yep. what you were saying about about placeholders, that would indicate that this group of managers are are planners, as you said. Um, and so they're always looking at, I mean, something I would talk about, price points, but it's yeah. It's a bit, other people might not use those, those phrasing, but it's looking at the structure of the team in terms of who can I get in, and I want to get them in, and I want to have that position for them, so a Ronaldo, a Lukaku, yeah. for example. Yeah,
0: no, I mean, even even if you look at some of the, the managers in this group, who you, you kind of sometimes can be called Maverick, if you like, mm. so... Even if you look at Magnus, all right. So is he a he's... maverick.
1: Magnus is a maverick in this. Well,
0: no, he's 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 a, he's a calculating ma- maverick. <laughs> is that? Uh, we'll, well, we'll we'll go over that because he always has a he always keeps a fairly kind of strong core to his to okay. his team, if you like. But then he will take um, kind of calculated risks uh, along the way. So um, one thing you'll notice um, he does that a lot with his um, with his captaincy, for example. Okay. So um, he'll he'll normally be he's a big fan of Salah. But just mm-hmm. this last week he kind of had it took a risk on um on Kane. Now it didn't pay yeah. off. Um but it's it's kind of it's an approach he does quite a lot. I mm-hmm. think he'll take an odd risk on a on a captain as as you go through the season. He did it he did it again earlier this season to Vardy, he did it mm-hmm. last season with Vardy as well and that paid off quite well. So he's it's kind of a, a known pattern for him, if you like. But it's, it's, it's a bit the maverick term is a bit overused mm-hmm. but it's it's a fact he's still he's not really a maverick because he has that kind of core spine to it he just then looks so the, the areas that he can differentiate himself and climb ranks
1: okay and any, anyone else who's a, a maverick um that you could or have maverick tendencies
0: <laughs> um i mean everyone, everyone calls mark a, a maverick i don't mm. necessarily think he is a maverick to be honest i think he's i think he's he's a again he he tends to have um, a good strong spine to yeah. his team, and and when he does, uh, when he does take his, his hits or when he does take the minus fours, so everyone mm. kind of says, Oh, um, acclaims him as, as being a ma- maverick, but he's also he does it at the right time, he does it in yeah. kind of bursts, if you like. So what, um, what, normally, what, at the start of the season, as opposed to um,
1: my uh, my like, my take on uh, on Mark when he his management is is because he's a he's a, a journalist, an ex journalist, um, mm. he um. He plays like a genocide. Think he he assesses what the trends will be, mm. and get, so sometimes he'll make moves, and you think, "Why is he getting that?" And then you mm. look at the fixtures four weeks time. You think, "Oh, he's going to want that player then, and we probably all will." But he's probably going to get them point five cheaper, and and that's so so it it looks maverick, I think, but it's not. It's just it, ultra planning. Yes, <laughs> sometimes
0: yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely, absolutely, and I think like say. He's just very careful about when he does the timing of his hits as well. It's not, it's not a. I think sometimes people assume you just either take hits all the time. It's actually when you time them, which is yeah. and the timing piece is the biggest thing that I've kind of I've, I've kind of learned following um, all these matches yeah. As in, it's not you've got to work out when to when to strike and when not to strike in terms of your your your, your mm-hmm. plans and your tactics. Um, whether that be for your chip play or whether that be for your um your hits and your transfers as well.
1: Okay, well, let's have a look at your career history and just to see. So you you started doing this about four years ago Mm. um, and it looks like it already paid off. (laughs) So I mean, looking at your career Mm. history here, you've been playing since 2010. Um, You Mm. had a top 10K finish in 2012. Um, Mm. So it was around about 2017 you started to look at this great in the goods. And hey, Presto, 2018, 19K, 85th. Um, now I, I, have got uh, 840 something mm. and that was supreme luck and, mm. you know, just playing how I play, but with things, the chips falling your way and it was, yep. I I don't think I could have got any higher that season, but to, to, to get to 85, that's a bit, that's a big deal, I think. So,
0: yeah. But, do, well, do you I mean, felt, do you I, felt it,
1: that you it, learnt a lot then or?
0: Well, no, I think, um. Uh, that's one of the reasons I couldn't stop doing it, so <laughs> I did it, and then I got the radio percent so I thought, oh, hang on, there must be something in yeah. it, so I, I better, I better, better, keep it, better keep it going. But um, now I think, whenever you get to, to that kind of level, you, there's a lot of um, a lot look, a lot of variance in, in your play. Um, uh, but but I think I mean a, a few, if I remember rightly, a kind of few key decisions went away. So I think that was a year that him and I got him early, mm-hmm. and that kind of like helped propel okay. me all the way through. Um, I had a good, solid team, and and the, and there were silly things. Like, I mean, towards the end, I brought in um, I brought in Rondon for goodness' sake, um, and who's not uh, you know an FPL hero, but he came in and scored a couple of goals. I mean, uh, it was yeah. so there is a there is that balance of, of luck, but I think by just um, by by doing the series, it did make me think in terms of a bit more about kind of my, my approach. It kind of mm-hmm. made me more more engaged. I mean, just doing that on a on a weekly basis just make you think about the game a bit more um and i think engagement is kind of a key factor in terms
1: of anybody's success as well okay well i've got sort of a series of questions about about your general strategy so we can see i'll, I'll ask i'll fire these off to you and then you can sort of tell me you know what if anything from doing the great and the good has sort of impacted you okay. and impacted any of these decisions so first of all is hits so um a lot in the great and good they tend to take maybe six seven hits not they're not Got big hit takers but mm. how, how's your own hit taking
0: um i'm very cautious oh. i'm ultra cautious in terms of the hits i mean i, I think i've only taken them um, uh, one so far uh, th- this year um and i think that that is again that that would be something i would say i was kind of influenced um um by by these group managers in terms of the way they play the game so um it, as i said i mean in previous years, I had followed Veri um, Ronca, and he was always known for being ultra conservative. Yeah. So, um, I think that was something that was that was that was there anyway. And I think, as I also mentioned, it's the the timing of the hits. So, um, if I am going to take hits, it will be at, it'll be at the start, as opposed to towards the uh, towards the end of the season. Just because I think you would more like to have a, an impact from those um, from those hits doing it that way.
1: Um, with captaincy now this is an odd season to ask this question because it's basically Salah (laughs) (laughs) but um, at the moment anyway but Mm -hmm. yeah what's your attitude to captain do you do you traditionally go for that Salah pick or do you look elsewhere and yeah, how do you decide on a captain
0: yeah I think the biggest thing I learned actually was that um, just the amount of time you should spend thinking about captaincy and armband decision so I I fully admit um, when I first started being serious about it I wouldn't spend that much time on it but then you look at it and you realize it's 25% of your score so you've got to <laughs> yeah. you should really spend a bit of time kind of working through it um so so yeah so I I I, I, I do that and then I, I I say a lot of these guys have got are very good in terms of the caps and the hits rate so i would tend to kind of anything that they, they kind of any articles or anything they post i mean tom freeman i think is mm. an excellent reader of the game one of the one of the best actually so um i do do tend to kind of listen to kind of his views in terms of where the captaincy may, may go as well so but but generally i'm, I'm quite conservative so i will I will kind of stick on your yeah. your mose or whatever yeah. um along the way
1: and, and your general attitude to risk um so obviously not not risk taking with the captaincy but do you take a risk i mean i know you mentioned tom as well tom is well known for his fourth midfielder risk-taking sure. that's the sort of he reserve. he channels all his risk into one theo <laughs> walcott shaped hole yeah. in his midfield
0: yeah 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 no i mean i again i'm a very conservative kind of manager but i think um and that kind of suits me this year because that, that's some would be interesting just to kind of mention i think each year each season requires a different style or a different approach and suits a different style different approach as well so um if you think about this year i think with all the rotation the fact that a lot of the the bigger teams um who do rotate are, are the ones where the points are coming from i think it's 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 sensible to have that that, that bench yeah. or the bench is being used uh, quite a lot so yeah. actually what one stat for you joe is that mm. um, i look back at the um the number of auto subs that are used you know year to year and last year, uh, this year you've had eight order subs. They've used your bench eight times, yeah. but then last year you don't use it once. So and that and that's a pattern. That so is across...
1: it me all the great in the yeah you you oh, you oh
0: yeah yeah but but generally when you look across the yes. great good, I mean it's a much higher the number of kind of yes. order subs that have come on. So actually, having that bench is being more important. So again, that kind of suits my more conservative style well, to make a... sure I've that... got someone to come on.
1: Well, that is interesting. And that shows why the likes of hopping on players like Livramento, who've been a great yep. bench player. Um, yeah. This okay. this week, indeed, same thing for me. Sar, off my bench, points, yeah.
0: Um, yeah.
1: And, and and so on. Um, because players like... It, I, I think it's a combination of COVID, and it's still yeah. the hang-up. There's still the odd players, still all oh, tested positive, can't play this week. Mm. Um, and also, our attitude to rotation as well. I think we've become a bit more... that. That the 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 sort of ethos of only pick nailed on players, well, I I still don't know whether Chillwell was gonna start every single game, but mm. I don't care mm. now. No.
0: No. And I think that's the attitude you have to take because if you look at the current trend whereby it's those it's those defenders mm. who are who's are scoring um a lot of the points. Um, as you said, Chilwell, you mm. know, James, even Trent, for example, yeah. can it, and Cancelo certainly are not nailed on. So I think you have to kind of accommodate the fact that you yeah. are probably going to use that um, that that first off your bench. So I think it's probably best to to, to have someone in that in that place okay. that you feel comfortable to actually do something beyond even the livermento.
1: That's really interesting that one. Um, so favoured formation, I guess it's fluid now, isn't it? Because the formation you start with could be completely different to the one you end up with because of of we're all embracing rotation.
0: Yeah, and I think I think that's one of, again something that I learned as in. Um, Again, I mean over previous years people have drifted towards a three mm. four three, but you can't really have a favorite formation. It kind of like constricts you too much in terms of yeah. your, your approach. You've kind of kind of got to kind of gotta adapt to to whatever the season's gonna give you. At the moment it's all about um it's all about the, the kind of wing backs and having that defensive strength, but who knows, in in a couple of weeks' time that may well change as well. So um I think flexibility is probably the biggest lesson I've learned in terms of formation.
1: Are there any other sort of tips and strategies that I haven't mentioned from from the great and the good but you know obviously your own mind as well <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i think the other thing that i did learn was around using the fixture swings a lot more mm. so um and really um so for example this season is probably a good example so when in uh, in game week seven you know when the chelsea yeah. fixtures swung that was um that was the time i kind of played a wild card and that that has really kind of helped propelled me um up up the ranks as it were, so I think being much more aware of those swings and then either using your chips or actually making sure you're kind of doubling or tripling down on a certain team that 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 brings out brings a lot of benefit as well so i think that's that's something key i've I've been able to keep an eye on those fixture swings because that's when you can really really take advantage and hopefully move up and get a few more green arrows
1: and this is a bit of advice football well, for me and other managers who have done okay, but not in the top hundred. I mean, it can't just be luck getting top hundred. Yeah. So, how? What advice would you give managers to get into that top hundred? What do they need to do to kick on to that level?
0: I, I I genuinely believe that you you shouldn't do anything different. Okay, so I think a lot of people get into quite high ranks um, and then feel they need to you know take. Even more risks or take even more kind of yeah. gambles to to get into the higher rank. But if I can be kind of a case in point, mm-hmm. I did very little different in terms of my approach. As in, mm-hmm. I had um, I had a, I had, I kind of like seven, maybe seven, eight kind of players who were always fairly consistent throughout the okay. year. And then I, I did if I did was going to gamble, I gambled on those on those fringe players. Um, okay. So. I, I I genuinely believe that you don't necessarily have to change your approach. In fact, if you do change your approach, then um, it can almost kind of damage you if you like yeah. as you as you go forward. In that one because there are other people in that same position who will make mistakes. Mm. So it's all about kind of minimising those mistakes. So um, I think um, it's okay to be delighted if you get that high up. Yeah. Don't don't worry about <laughs> it. You you will still get good ranks. Well, I
1: mean, that, that, what you've just said there was a com- is a common theme in these videos is. Mm is to play play your own game which sounds like a terrible fpl cliche but it is 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 what people um are used to to uh, you know you've got to be flexible as well but at the same time so the times i have and the times a lot of the other managers here have decided oh i I think i'll be a bit different with the captain i think i'll you know do something very very different a lot of the time it just doesn't work out um
0: no. I think I think you've got to do what suits your style. Mm. Um so, um, Late Riser was in the um the great and the good um uh last year and yeah. I know his style is very much his I hate the phrase, upside chasing, but he takes it takes more kind of risk yeah. along that way and that suits him. Um mm. but I noticed when I and then I saw that and then I thought, Okay, I'll have a go at that and it just That's ended badly. It just it just felt like it was a, you know, it's ill-fitting pair of shoes. Just don't, just don't go. Yeah. Don't do what you feel comfortable with. It doesn't necessarily mean everyone needs to be ultra conservative. Because he's been very successful doing that in the past, and I've seen other managers who do take those kind of like, um, uh, those those gambles and done very well. But I think you have to know yourself. Yeah. In terms of what you're comfortable with, because otherwise, um, yeah, it's your own, it's your own you attitude
1: succeed. to risk as well. There's no point if you're risk averse to suddenly, in one element of your life, a small element that is, of FPL, yeah. suddenly yeah. just being completely kamikaze with everything. Exactly, um, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, because it, you need to have a certain mindset for it to, to work effectively. Um, yeah. Let's have a look at your um, Game Week 13 side to um, find out sort of tangibly how you're putting those strategies into action with Your transfers and captaincy plans. So, what we do is, well, uh, as I said, you're currently inside the top 10k, you're at 8,370, um, mm-hmm. so w- well in there, I would say. Um, and so, we'll put your team up. You, you should go through that and tell me any particular plans um, and you know, any particular players you're thinking of. And, and I've got some other slides as well, I'll put up as well to help us um, looking at the next nine fixtures right up until. January the first, um, and also um, the last uh, four expected goal involvement stats as well. So I'll put your team up here. You 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 go through the team. And tell us tell us. Do
0: you want me to just talk talk your way through the team? Yeah, just talk us yeah. way through the team. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, I mean, I've got um, Saar in goal, which um, um, and I think he'll, he'll he'll stay stay for now. Mm. Um, although I think I'm I'm got, I've got other fires to, to fight. I, hey, I think in a couple good weeks next time two for it next works. two, isn't he? Yeah, Very yeah. The
1: next two fixtures.
0: Now, that's, that's I think that's going to be the uh, the interesting piece of my team. I think I've got a lot of good players. I've got a good next two. Yeah. Um, and then there will need to be um some some changes made. So, it's a siren goal, and then um a pretty um what is becoming a fast uh, approaching kind of template in defence. So I've got Trent um, Cancelo um and, and james as as, yeah. as well um i put um dias in mm-hmm. um and again i've put him in this week so um again from my perspective um i know i would definitely have got more points of a chill at you all in this week but again I, I can see the fixtures ahead for city i mm-hmm. still feel are very strong mm-hmm. um and i think i just just ha- like having some kind of city covers cause, because i can see some weeks Contelo's going to play, some weeks Dice is going to play. Hopefully sometimes they'll both play at the same time. Yeah. But um, I wanted to make sure I had that 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 piece in there as well. So I guess that kind of goes back to kind of following the fixtures piece. I'm um, mm-hmm. learning from the great and good. Um, obviously, Levermento um, on, on the bench um, in, from a defensive point of view. And in the midfield, I've got obviously Mo um, Sun, um, who... I got mm-hmm. early, so he was one that came in um, on, on the wild card. Um, and I think I I, I like him. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously the, the Spurs fixtures uh, look good. Conte's in as well. Um, I prefer him at the moment to, to, to Kane, um, just because of the amount of the, the money he saves me uh, to allow yeah. me to do um, other things elsewhere. And again, build that squad because I am... I even, we've had a rotation up to this point, it's only going to get worse with amount of games coming up. It's just going to be ridiculous yeah. in terms of rotation. So, so I prefer that. Although I was a bit worried because he did look quiet um, mm. this uh, this last game, but um, I'm hoping that will um he'll he'll settle down as they get used to the new uh, the new way of playing. Um, and then it comes to the ones I would say that I'm I'm looking at to you know change up or there'll be mm. some movement upon so i've got trossard mm. rafina um my man pookie and mm. um and uh, and and Jimenez, and, and antonio so it's it's those five yeah um that i will i will look to uh look to kind of look at look changes upon probably not this week i'll no. probably roll it and just give myself a bit of time just to see what I mean, what occurs and I mean, then what, change it from there
1: too i mean Two, two of the things I was thinking of there mm. um, that strikes me is that there's, there's a lot of differentials there. There is this spine, this bait in defence and with Salah as a, as a sort of captain most weeks, probably all yep. weeks. And yep. then you've got, but he's quite different. He, the um, Trossard, Puki, Jimenez and Rafina are quite, um, I mean, Rafina in terms of ownership is very highly owned. But in mm. terms of, you know, they're different. There's a lot of the great and good, I've noticed, are moving away from Rafinha. And um, I just wanted to so that that strikes me. There's there's quite a, a different looking midfield. Um, does that make you feel uncomfortable at the moment? I mean, they they've got good fixtures now, but I mm. guess that's what you're saying. Long term, you feel a bit uncomfortable having them.
0: Yeah, I think I think for me, I feel comfortable having that defense. Mm. That defense gives me a good platform. I think yeah. Mo gives you a good platform, particularly current environment yeah. where you kept him very comfortable with with Son because he's mm. a. He's a proven point scorer yeah. over time. So that's all good. So where where I've had, you know, fun, if you like, mm. or differentiated is with the likes of, of Trossard and, yeah. then, and then Pucky and and Jimenez. Yeah. And and um, actually, that's, that. as I said, that's the bit you can just kind mm. of, that's where you make your ranks. You need to have yeah. some kind of players that you kind of change and alter, as it were. But um, it, it's going to be interesting over the next couple weeks because I think couple of those are going to have to move on um mm. and it's just going to be spotting the uh, the, the next ones as, as they come up so um i people like gallagher at palace mm. i'm looking at him looking in terms of bringing him in yeah. um i'm kind of kicking myself i've not got him in already to be honest um mm. i like um uh, Cornet, or Cornet, as my Northern Bar mm-hmm. would say, yeah. um, from Burnley. Um, he's a, he, again, he's another one I'm kind of considering because their their fixtures start to to look yeah. quite promising as well. So, it, and again, I, th- I can see them as being mm. differentiators as well and helping me kind of keep was, my all, with, me kind uh, of rank.
1: And Antonio's interesting because mm. um, he hasn't got the immediate form, mm. um, and and you're benching him. I th- I think I am, as and mm. many other people owners will be, or, or looking to move him on. And hmm. something I've been saying on the Scoutcast for a few weeks is 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 Bo- Bowen is potentially in FPL terms. Whilst he's not as sexy as Antonio, he's yep. he's the guy that's getting all the points. He's the guy that's on the set pieces, who's assisting and scoring, and could be up front should Antonio not make it. Um, so one thing I've been thinking of is ditching Antonio for this poor fixture anyway, and then when West Ham's fixtures improve, just get Bowen in. Is that yep. is that something you might consider?
0: Yeah, no, I I think Bering's a Mm. a great option. And I think, like you say, he's kind of overlooked by so many people because he's just not Mm. seen as being sexy. Mm. But, I mean, if you look back, even last season, I thought he was a kind of quality player. Um, I I think, for me, I'm just going to buy myself a bit more time. So I think um, uh, give Antonio another week Mm. and then kind of make the call uh, from there on in. But, um, I mean, I know they've got a Difficult next couple, but I think after that, kind of West Ham are still there. Um, And I think with Antonio, I mean, I I know he's not getting the points Mm. at the moment, but um, um, and maybe this shows my overcautious side, which will come back to to punish me. But I think there's there's enough in terms of his kind of overall play, which says returns will come, and he is someone who I think. I think can still do damage against some of the, the bigger teams as well. So um, for me, I, I, I'd keep him, and then we can we, we, we can look at it as we uh, as we go forward.
1: Well, I've got the um, the next few fixtures here. Mm.
0: Um,
1: so I usually do next eight for these, but I'm going right up to next nine because mm. this takes us up to and including January the first. So then there's a gap until January the fourteenth. I think the next set of fixtures,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and these this shows that. For those those players that you might be looking to to move on in a week or two, um, says that, yes. You're right to back Son uh, in, in terms of fixtures and those with Kane. Yeah. I guess in the great and the good, there's quite a few of them now. Yeah. Um, Tottenham are absolutely top. They've just got Leicester and Liverpool in seventeen eighteen, but the rest is is a nice sea of blue. Um, and there's plenty of opportunity there, and of course Conte. We'd imagine would be. Getting more out of them there. Manchester United as well. So Ronaldo. Um, and then you've got Ma- Manchester City still good. So you've already you already doubled up on them. So you've got them in place. And you were talking about Gallagher. He's in fourth. Palace are in fourth there. And you talk about, so Saar, uh, Wolves are at the bottom from game week 15 mm. onwards. Their, their fixtures fall off a cliff. Um, and then the likes of Rafina with Leeds as well. The fixtures get turned and Brighton. So Trossard's fixtures turn a bit. Um, as well. So um, you can see, I mean, one immediate question there is Kane and or, or Ronaldo, one of those two. I'd be surprised if one of those two doesn't score hugely big yeah. <laughs> over that time. How do you have a plan to get a, either of them in, or are you happy with Son for Kane, for example?
0: I think I'm happy with Son for Kane right, right now, just because, um, uh, and you're right, I mean, Kane could score big at any point but um, I I do I do think sometimes that we all rush around after the ones that could score big mm. um, if you like and I think sometimes you just have to kind of accept that um, in, in the fact that you know I, I think I've said it before the kind of the opportunity cost as it were so you have to accept that sometimes um, there are going to play, you can't yeah. own everyone as yeah. the cliche goes so there are going to be players that, that, that can score big so I think Son, um, I'm happy with it with it at the moment. I mean, I think at some point there may need to be some surgery. I mentioned mm. before. I'm I'm curious to know what's going to happen with the old Trafford Old Trafford yeah. so proper to see mm. where that finally kind of lands because um, there are some good players there, and if they suddenly do decide to play for whoever is in charge whether, whether that be Steve Bruce or Michael Carrick or Paul Lintz so, you know, <laughs> or Sarah, whoever they're going to get yeah. in um, I think that they're the ones that um, I, 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 I'm slightly worried about but um, yeah. I think that if you look down the fixtures, there's enough kind of still in that kind of mid-price mm. zone that um, I, 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 I could see kind of bringing sort in of, um, sort of
1: game week 16 time when, when Manchester yeah. United have Norwich this great run really uh, except for Brighton obviously but they've got Norwich, Brentford and Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley and Wolves lots and lots of potential to score um, or if Michael Caxon starts lots of potential for them to all pass backwards <laughs> for, for 90 minutes while Roy, C- Roy Keane has a go at them um, so well,
0: it, it depends if uh, if if Ronaldo lets uh, Carrick pick his team or not. I've got a theory that Ronaldo would take over Mangirola duty and just kind of let, let Carrick make the tea. And uh, yeah, <laughs> but we'll, we'll
1: see. But but in terms of your so uh, um, Ronaldo would require surgery. However, yeah. Son could become Rashford, for example. or, yeah, or indeed yeah. Fernandez somehow. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, let's have a look at some the expected goal involvements. Of the last four. This might sort of. know pinpoint some of your thoughts going forward um so i mean salah there you know he's he's doing really well but the only one that can better him an expected compliment josh king at watford who is weirdly on top of my shopping list because i have adam armstrong who i don't want anymore okay um yeah i mean i Okay, not necessarily Josh King, but a player like Josh King. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Is that the sort of player you would consider getting in?
0: I'm not sure about Josh King, but um, <laughs> I think if I, if I look further down the list, bizarrely, Benteke, I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah. he does, he's, he's, he's doing well in all the stats. Yeah. Um, Palace do look a completely different outfit to the one that we all expected. Yeah. Mm. Um, He's always been a bit of a confidence player anyway, or he's lacked confidence Mm. over the last few seasons, but there's definitely a good player in there. So he could be my next, he could be the next kind of pookie, if you like. We we, we tipped
1: him to be the differential for the next four um, on the scout cast. He must have heard and it must have boosted (laughs) his ego. Um, uh, uh, Alexander Arnold's actually the only defender in this list mm. everyone's going on Oh, defenders they're the ones who can score the strikers are no more well top of this list is a striker third on this list is a striker um, and not that many <laughs> but they're high up there and just mm. alexander arnold in terms of expected goal involvement
0: that's true, but I also had a look at the um another data set where mm. it looked at the um the double digit hauls for yes. the season because I always find that quite interesting. Yes, so okay. um and obviously Salas in the lead, mm. but um if you look at uh, Trent James and Cancelo, they're they're right mm. behind him, or you know they've okay. had kind of three or four et cetera, So that that their their explosive ability. So that's why I think um, yeah. it's. Yeah, I mean, uh, all these data points are good. It's just trying to take a kind of overall view. But um, no, I'm, I'm still fairly happy with those, uh, those defensive and,
1: lines. And you were talking about your midfield and how in a couple mm. of weeks, you know, you look to shake it up a bit. Well, here mm. we go. I mean, Trossard's there at the moment, but Saka's still there. Um, mm. Foden. Mm. And people are, are getting annoyed with Foden. Yeah. Um, but the indications are that if you're going to get a Manchester City attacker, not a defender... Foden could be the man, and Bowen is there as well.
0: Yeah, no, you you are you are slowly talking me into Bowen. I've got to be honest. Mm-hmm. So um, that's um, that's uh, that's job well done. But I think Foden is someone that um, I think would be worth <laughs> would be worth looking at. If I feel like I'm working the for the, the Bowen Marketing Board.
1: You know, warning: <laughs> actual goals may not be included.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very true. No, but um, uh, yeah, no, I think Foden is someone that I, I just would be would be interesting and i think as i said before you're going to get rotation but Mm. that's this season and we've all got um fairly reasonable benches to kind of cope with it so so why not go for someone who is who is seen as being a rotation risk but can deliver kind of huge returns as well so um yeah it's kind of cutting your cloth according to the according to the campaign
1: Okay, well, let's put your team back up again before we go, just to look at that. Remind people, and especially those listening on the podcast. We've got Sarr in goal, James, Diaz, Alexander, Arnold, Cancelo, um, Salah, Son, Chossard, Rafina, Puki, and Jimenez, and Antonio, first sub, Foster, Liveramento, and Douglas Louise there on the bench. Any planned actual moves for this week, or just looking to roll the transfer?
0: um probably going to roll it uh, like i say for for this week um i think they'll look um yeah. th- there's enough there i mean to 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 get me um um hopefully um at least something reasonable um and then that'll just give me an extra week of, of kind of looking at the data looking at the performances you know to be able to have an indication of anything that's going to happen in terms of kind of rotation and then um and then i can make my make my moves from there and I, but like likelihood it will be um Swapping out some of those, um, swapping out some of those midfielders, or um, uh, looking at one of those other strikers as well.
1: Excellent. Well, thanks so much um, for joining me, um, and thanks so much for telling um, us all um, about the great and the good league, and about how it's influencing your decisions as well. Because I always find that quite fascinating, and um, especially um, with your top one hundred finish. Um, surely, surely it's time. Can you can you be in? league i mean can i can i nominate you
0: no no i'm gonna veto myself oh, so okay. like i say it's a very strict criteria but uh, no no I, I i think um um uh, hope, well it depends i'll tell you what if i get a top up 100 this year then i will go for it okay. but um, i know that i know that it's very unlikely to happen so well, okay well, they, you know
1: you've thrown down the great and the good <laughs> um one more top 100 you you have to go if you get two top 100 finishes um you have to you have to go in this league um, not are. not at my expense. I'm one of the other guys, obviously.
0: <laughs> well, that's a great yeah. That's a, <laughs> a great challenge, Joe. Who do I take? No, out? Not me, but not me.
1: just leave me. Leave me. I've, um,
0: I've had I've had begging <laughs> letters in the past. The mouse trying to make sure he didn't get kick, uh, kicked out. So uh, oh. anyway, anyway, we'll
1: see. <laughs> excellent. Well, thanks so much for joining me. Um, it's been really interesting, and um, yeah, good luck with your decision this week, and good luck with the rest of the season. Your bid to be in the great and the good. <laughs> no.
0: Thank you very much indeed for having me. Brilliant. Thank you.